Welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher Podcast 89. We have been sheltering in place for 67 weeks, so it's been a long, long time since I made a podcast. So it's good to be back. And uh, today we are looking at Jesus' teaching on prayer. So this is where we're going. This is our topic. What does Jesus teach about prayer? Now, for those of you who have never joined me before, we look at the teachings of Jesus and we apply his wisdom to our everyday life. So hopefully, I'm not just giving you my personal opinions on how life works or how prayer works or uh, what God is like. I am I'm using Jesus' own teaching, which means I'm looking at the scripture, the New Testament particularly, and we're looking at what Jesus teaches on prayer. And the text, which is a way of talking about the particular passage that we're looking at in the Bible, is the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. Even if you know nothing about the Bible, you will, you'll quickly learn. It doesn't really, if you're really interested, it really doesn't take, take that long. So, prayer. Now, the thing about prayer is that, you know, people have, I have had a lot of questions about prayer. Why is it not answered? Why does everything have to take so long? Why bother even praying if God knows exactly what you need before you even ask? You know, that kind of, have you ever wondered about that kind of thing? Is there a right way to pray? Can you ask for the wrong things? Yes, you can, by the way. Not going into that today, but yes, you can. And I noticed in this passage that Jesus' students, commonly known as the disciples, if you're in a church setting, but Jesus' students specifically ask him in this passage, Lord, Teach us how to pray. So he's the rabbi. They're saying, John and everyone, all the other rabbis, teach their students how to pray. Jesus, you teach us how to pray. Now, what's fascinating is, is that the disciples very, very rarely ask for a teaching on a particular subject. So if you read through the New Testament, you'll find that this is an unusual thing that's happening here. The fact that they actually say, Jesus, teach us how to pray, that's kind of intriguing because it tells us that they must have some questions. They must be wondering about the whole idea of prayer because from childhood, they had been taught prayers. Remember, this is an ancient text. It's over 2,000 years old. It's a Jewish text, so we're going way, way back in time to try and understand what was happening at that time so we can apply the wisdom for today. But way 2,000 years ago, these first disciples would already know how to pray. I mean, the whole of Jewish culture, ancient culture, was steeped in the faith tradition. Everything revolved around God. Every festival uh, every, every Sabbath, 
everything they did, it was all connected with God. It's really, it really was quite, quite different than how we think about faith today. You know, for the most part in this Western hemisphere, if there is, if one does have a faith, it's uh, oh a little bit here and there. It's not necessarily something that guides every decision, every moment, every waking moment of our life. But way back then, these students would have learned how to pray the Shema, which is, Hear, O Lord, the Lord your God is one. They would pray that every morning. They would hear that every night. They would pray that. They would have memorized the Psalms as little children. They would have memorized the Hallel Psalms, the, the praise, that's the praise section of the Psalms. They would have memorized that. They would know the creation story. Genesis 1 through 5, as little boys and girls, the father, remember it's a patriarchal society, so the father was the head of the household and the father would teach the faith to the children. They would know this, they would know the Levitical law, we won't go into all of that, but they would know all the feasts, that would always, these, the feasts would always be observed, feasts like Passover, you've maybe heard of Passover. So, as children, they would know more than the basics. They would know more than most, uh, I would say, mainline denominational Christian children would know in the USA today. That's just a wild guess here, but the biblical knowledge is, is really sparse. So most people don't know very much. These disciples of Jesus would know quite a bit. So the fact that they're asking Jesus, teach us how to pray, that's interesting, that's intriguing, that's unusual. And any time you come across something in the scripture that's unusual, you want to pause and you want to question it. What's, why is that there? What is it, what is it saying to me? So the first thing that Jesus says about prayer, and I'm only going to tell you one thing in this podcast, otherwise we would go on for too long. The first thing he said about prayer, about learning how to pray is, you need to know who you're speaking to. The first thing you need to know is who you're speaking to. When you pray, he said, pray, say the name, Father. Now, let me just unpack this a little bit here. When Jesus spoke, he was speaking in, he spoke three languages. He spoke Hebrew, he spoke Aramaic, and he spoke uh, Greek. The Aramaic word for Father is Abba. Abba is all about relationship. He's is, it's a subtle way of saying God is like the most ideal parent you could ever imagine. Now, of course, many people don't, didn't have good fathers back then and many people don't have good fathers today. So don't let that put you off if you think, oh my goodness, if I've got to start calling God Father, this isn't going to go anywhere. That's completely understandable. It's not about gender it's about relationship. God is not male. God is not female. God's God is way, way beyond us. We use 
human language to try and help us grasp and understand God. So when Jesus says, when you, when you pray, when you start to talk to God, this is like your Abba. This is like an ideal father. This is like an ideal parent. What is an ideal parent like? Well, wise and compassionate and kind and loving. So Jesus is saying, you need to understand who you're talking to. This God that you speak to. Can you imagine the best parent? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Well, what is the best parent like? Well, I don't know, unconditional love and unchanging and kind and gentle and strong and confident. Okay, okay, fine. Jesus would say you're getting a little bit closer. You're just getting a little bit closer to what God is like. This is the ideal parent and much more than this, right? So when you pray Abba, this is who you're talking to. Now, often this is not the picture that people think about when they're praying to God. They might think God's unknowable or God is vast or God is unapproachable or God is distant or God, why would God ever listen to me? Or God is like this impersonal force of the universe that doesn't really pay any attention to us. No, no, Jesus is saying, this is like Abba. This is like your ideal parent. Prayer is all about trust. It's all about developing trust. In fact, prayer, talking to God, rests and falls on trust. Because, and this, is, this works with people too. If you don't trust someone, you're not going to be sharing anything intimate with them, right? And Jesus knows this. He understands this. It works the same way with people. You have to trust someone before you're ever going to share anything significant with them. The exact same thing happens with God. First thing you need to know about prayer, Jesus teaches us, you're praying to Abba. In fact, in this short paragraph here, if you read through these 11 verses, the first, the second, and the third thing about prayer that Jesus said, it's all the same thing. You need to know who you're talking to. You need to have the right concept, not that we have the right concept, but you know, you have to be moving in the right direction. Otherwise, you're never going to open up to God. You'll never learn how to trust God. You're never going to be pouring out your concerns to God. You're never going to be pouring out your dreams, your fears, your failures, and that's what prayer is all about. This is like your best friend. This is about someone you trust. This is about someone you love. How can you trust? How can you talk to God without trust? Well, you can't, he's saying. You can't. Because if you're speaking with someone and you think, you know, I don't really like you. I don't really believe a word you're saying. Or if you meet someone and you think, I don't really like your behavior. I don't like your attitude. I don't like your motives. You're going to spend as little time with that person as possible. Right? Think about any relationship that's broken down. Basically breaks down because you don't trust them. 
The exact same thing happens. The exact same thing is true when we think about talking with God. If you think God isn't interested in your petty concerns or you think, I don't even know if there's anyone listening to me or I don't even know if there is a God. I don't even think God, if there is a God, I don't even know that God would like me or approve of me or even care. All these sorts of inner false messages that we pick up make a huge difference on how we pray or even if we do pray. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. Who, our concept of God and who God is. So Jesus begins, remember the, the question was, the disciples are saying, God, teach us, Lord, teach us how to pray. Rabbi, teach us how to pray, okay? Then you want to learn how to pray? Prayer is about talking. Begin with Abba. Ponder that for a while. Would it make a difference if you believed God was more than the best parent possible, the best friend possible, the love of your life, more than that. Can you, can you begin to imagine, if you're a parent, that God would want even more than what you want for your children? Okay, then you're getting a little bit closer to understanding who God is. And then it's really fascinating in this, this teaching because Jesus comes around a second time because, you know, when Jesus repeats things, this is an interesting thing here. When Jesus repeats something three times in a couple paragraphs, it usually means that the listener, that is us, uh, we have a really hard time understanding the concept or allowing the concept in. Mostly it's not a case of understanding spiritual concepts. Mostly it's a case of uh, being open enough to let it drop in and make a difference to our lives. It's the, the, the tricky part in spiritual growth is moving from the intellectual understanding, the intellectual level, to the heart change and transformation. That's really where the behavior changes take place. So he comes around a second time. He says, okay, let me, let me, let me show you another way. How can I help you to know what Abba is like? Here's another way of looking at it. Verse 5. Here's another way of looking at it. Imagine you get unexpected visitors. Now, let me add here. You have to use your imagination with all of Jesus' teaching. Otherwise, it, it's flat and it's boring. So, or it doesn't make sense, or it's just plain strange. So you kind of have to get into the story mode of understanding, because he was a storyteller. How can I help you understand what God is like? Okay, imagine you get unexpected visitors late one night. There's no groceries in the house. Imagine your best friend lives next door. It's really late, but you have these guests. There's no food in the house at all, you think, oh my goodness, what am I going to feed them? What am I going to do? They're here, it's half past 11 at night, I'm going to have to go next door, I'm going to have to wake up my best friend, I, I, I have to just wake him, wake him or her up. So you go to the door, you got to wake up, 
got these unexpected guests. Do you have anything I can give them? A pizza, anything, bread, it doesn't really matter. And your best buddy says, look, everybody's sleeping. You're waking up the kids. Everybody's sound asleep. Go back, come back in the morning. It's midnight. And you keep persisting. And you think, and you say to your friend, you got to help me here. You have to help me here. I've got these unexpected guests. Even though it's totally inconvenient, you know that your best friend's going to get up and he's going to give you the pizza. She's going to give you something for your guests, right? Jesus is saying, can you imagine a, a scenario like that? And you think to yourself, oh, yeah, I can imagine it. Okay, here's a spiritual point. If you can imagine your best friend being inconvenienced and getting up at midnight to come and help you, how come you can't think of God that way? You know, you can imagine your best friend going out of her way to come to your help. Why is it so very hard to put the very best construction on God, on Abba. Why is it so hard? Why can't people put the very best construction on God? You know that your best friend's always going to help you, even if it's inconvenient. You know this. And yet when it comes to God, how many people have difficulty thinking of God as caring and compassionate and friend-like? Friend I mean, God is so much more than that. I'm using human terms to to try and help us to, as Jesus did, to try and help us understand what this creator, sustainer, actually is like. Jesus is saying, goodness, if your best friend would come to your help, why in the world would you question for a minute God's intention toward you? It's always good. It is always good. But, you know... It's a, it's a strange thing. This is the way of, of humans here. This is the way of humanity. We can project all our, the worst of human temperament and personality onto God. A disaster happens. Why did God let that happen? You know, a friend dies. How come she died? How come if God can heal, how come she wasn't healed? Or there's so much violence in the world. Why does God allow so much violence in the world? You know, uh, Jesus teaches, why do you think the worst? The first thing you need to know about prayer is, Abba, the second thing you need to know about prayer is who you are speaking to, what kind of a God you are speaking to. Yeah, it's just worthwhile thinking about that because we can pick up the wrong idea of God. I don't, you, you know, you can pick up a wrong idea of God and never have set foot in a church. Uh, we pick up ideas, uh, wrong ideas about God everywhere. And even if you have been raised in a church, then oftentimes as you get older, you have to start to change the way you understand God because you picked up the wrong message somewhere. Or you were taught the wrong message, you know. Sometimes we're taught the wrong thing. Sometimes we pick it up. We think that God's, you know, mean or revengeful or uh, out to get us. Well, it's actually the worst of human characteristics. It really isn't it when you think about it. That's the shadow side of the human personality been projected on God. A lot of Jesus' teaching is 
God doesn't like people. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, God doesn't like people. Yeah, God isn't like that. People are critical, revengeful, distant, unconcerned, cold, unforgiving, violent, unaccepting, not remotely interested nor caring. Right? We've all met people like that. God's not like that. Yeah, I know it's a lot of information, but, you know, it's even if you can just, what I do is with these teachings, even if, even if you can just receive one piece, just one piece, it really helps. And, you know, it brings a measure of healing because so many of us need healing when it comes to our concept of God. This is Abba we're talking about here. Jesus is saying, this is your, this is your best friend. This is your best friend we're talking about. And so much more than that, right? So much more than the best parent. So much more than the best friend. We're just using these human illustrations to help us get a little glimpse into the one who is unchanging today, yesterday, and forever. Yeah, a big part of growing up spiritually is relearning our understanding of God and ourselves. And ourselves. Yeah, the disciples were like, Lord, teach us to pray. He comes around, this is amazing, three times in the one paragraph. Jesus says, okay, let me, let me give you another way of thinking about this. Let me give you another way of thinking about this. If you, if you have children, or if you're a grandparent, or if you want a child, or if you have a child in your life, if that wee one asked for a fish, would you give her a snake? Jesus said. It's like, of course not. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. Jesus said, okay, think about this. For the wee ones in your life, the little people you love in your life, if she asked for a fish, would you give her a snake? Of course not. That's ridiculous. It's outrageous. Okay, Jesus is saying. If you know how to look after and care for the wee ones in your life, flawed as you are, right? I think we'd all agree that we're flawed, right? I think we would all agree that we're far from perfect. I think we would all agree that we've made and continue to make lots of mistakes, right? Let's just get that out on the table. Jesus is saying, if you know how to look after the wee ones in your life, how much more does Abba care for you? How much more does God want for you? How much more will God look after you? If you want to learn how to pray, you need to know the kind of God that you're praying to. Yeah, this is Abba. The same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the one whose intentions are always, always good. God's unchanging. God's not like people. 
That's why it's really hard for us to trust God, because we continually think that God is like a person. So you're going along with people and, you know, you can fall in and out of favor with people. If you say the right things, they like you. If you believe the way they believe, they like you. Or then they get offended. You say something wrong or you don't meet their expectations, they get offended and you sort of move in and out of relationship. Well, God's not like that. God is absolutely steadfast, faithful, always, always the same. So I want to I want to encourage you with that. There's the heart cry. There is the prayer, and the prayer and the heart cry to me are the same thing. That the heart cry is, God help us to see you as you are, not as how we think you are. Because isn't that going to help us learn how to trust more? Isn't that going to help us learn how to release all our fears and our cares and our worries when we see God as our caring, unchanging Abba? Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher, and we have been looking at one of the teachings of Jesus on prayer. Peace be with you.